I'm David Heitler-Clevens. And I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And this is Music for the New Revolution. country sometimes it's hard to recognize Nazi forces grow again ignorance gives them a place the clan is teaching children to hate the human race So we are commemorating or commiserating <laughs> on the first anniversary of the attempted insurrection or whatever we want to call it uh, that happened a year ago on January 6th, 2021. Yes. Uh, commemorating, commiserating, certainly not celebrating. No. Actually, interestingly, Rodney, I don't know if you saw this, but when I put out a call for music related to this, mm -hmm. a couple people misunderstood my call and actually thought that I was looking for songs celebrating that horrible, uh, deeply disturbing day. And uh, I tried my best to explain to them that, no, no, <laughs> that's really not what I was thinking. Well, did they have a song that they wanted to share? <laughs> no, they were horrified that, uh, at the thought, uh, at their misunderstanding okay, uh, of what I wanted okay. to do, what we wanted to do. Uh, okay. So, Just, uh, yeah, it was, but it was weird. In a way, it kind of made me underscored how much mistrust there is that, mm -hmm. you know, not knowing us and what we do on this podcast, that somebody could jump to the conclusion mm -hmm. that we might be, you know, and, and maybe it's partly our name, Music for the New Revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, we came up with this name in response to Trump becoming president, but uh, in the context now, and with thinking about January 6th, maybe they thought that's the kind of revolution we were talking about. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, well, people do with what they hear, what re relates to them. And sometimes they get it very confused. And oh, this is such a difficult thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, you know me, whenever something happens, I always look back in time and try and go, well, has something like this ever happened again? before or in the past and um what it made me think of is the uh, whiskey rebellion uh from 1791 to 1794 during the um the first couple years of the country um when george washington was president it was pretty violent um they actually um they actually uh kidnapped a um one of the tax collectors and held him and tortured him for I think a three or four days, mm -hmm. um, and there were all sorts of skirmishes and things that happened uh, over that period of time from uh, 
91 to 94. And basically, you know, we had a, there was a tax imposed for the first time as a, as a new country because we owed France so much money. And we had to figure out a way to pay them back. But apparently some people didn't think that was a worthy reason to pay that debt was worthy <laughs> a cause. Mm. Uh, but it's, 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 it's really interesting to live in this time and see something like that happen. It's very scary, but at the same time, the response to it um, is also uh, powerful, I think. Mm. Well, I guess it kind of depends on what response you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know, that there was a progressive response and a, a lot of horror and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people originally mm-hmm. who were on the right, you know, who were also expressing dismay mm-hmm. at that day, but that quickly changed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it seems like they, the, the uh, GQP got behind uh, shifting the whole ground of that story mm-hmm. and making it as if it wasn't a problem. And, you know, Pence, whose life was threatened on that day, recently made comments, maybe you heard that, uh, you know, Republicans shouldn't all be judged by that one day. <laughs> um, and I think it would be easier to say that that was reasonable if it wasn't for the fact that they have done nothing, including not allowing a bipartisan commission to be formed mm-hmm. to investigate it. You know, they've done nothing to repudiate the actions of that day or to uh-huh. distance themselves from that far from it. So it makes it very hard for them to claim that, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, there is that committee that is doing the investigation. And it seems yes. like it's always it's very challenging because I think what it's very easy to feel like nothing's happening, because if you use the system in place, it takes a long time for things to happen or what seems like a long time. You know, and and to let the process play out as it is, where you have to get you know you have to get testimony and subpoena people to come in, and it just feels like forever. As a but, um, it is the system working, and um, it, you know, uh, it it's the system we have until we tear it down and <laughs> make a new one <laughs> or uh, until they tear it down or they tear it which down they and... almost did on that day yeah, yeah. yeah. well no mm-hmm. i i agree with you mm-hmm. but and i keep hoping that mm-hmm. the length of time means that every i is being dotted right. and every t is being crossed and that it will be mm-hmm. a really firm response and mm-hmm. and accountability for all of the people who are responsible yeah. for you know that, that day but yeah. uh I'm not confident until that happens yeah. <laughs> that it actually will be. So, I, but I hope I hope it will be. I, I will stay optimistic, but cautiously so, because uh, you know I was um, thinking what would and and this is horrific, I know, but what would a modern day civil war look like? It would be pretty frightening. And uh, one of the interesting things I was thinking about when I was watching Hamilton for the fourth or fifth time, I. <laughs> um, was when you really pay attention, you get a sense that there's this war going on. There was a war going on between, um, you know, the the uh, revolutionists and and England, and yet everybody was and people were still living their regular day lives. I, I, there's a scene in Hamilton where George Washington talks about having to get supplies from the store, and I'm like, oh right, there's a store where you buy stuff, and it's open, and they're shipping stuff back and forth then that's all still happening but there's a war going on right down the street or in the harbor 
like it it seems very odd um and uh i guess the same thing was true during the civil war and it it's uh, it, it it's interesting to you know like that insurrection happened yet here where we are life was still pretty much going on and and, and uh i guess that is one of the things that will happen as life will go on but i uh hope we can keep this wonderful experiment going and I'm also very curious to see what people have uh, have sent in. Yeah, well, you know, what's kind of exciting about this theme, I think, is mm. when we started this podcast, both of us really wanted to particularly emphasize things that have been written recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with some subjects, that means choosing the more recent things. But since this event happened literally a year ago, uh, everything written about it is within the last year, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into some music. Why don't you tell us the, about the very first thing we're going to hear? So the first piece is Emma's Revolution. And we've had them on before. We've played some of their mm -hmm. stuff before. They're one of a, a music for the New Revolution favorites. Yeah, they're so good at creating, you know, music that we need right at that that moment. Um, and the, the second thing is going to be a new discovery for us. I just discovered this on Spotify. Trey Judson is the name of the recording artist, at least the pen name. And the song is Remember the Day Forever. And uh, I actually spoke to the songwriter, Donald McRae, on the phone the other day because he was curious about what we were interested in using the song for. And uh, he's actually up in Lon London, Ontario. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. we're going to hear Emma's Revolution uh, introduce their own song, and, and we won't actually hear from Trey or, or Donald before that one. Hi, I'm Sandy O from Emma's Revolution. And I'm Pat Humphreys. It's a new year, and we're about to mark the first anniversary of the Trump Republican riot at the Capitol. And we know that we're going to be spending every day of this year doing everything we can to protect voting rights, to protect people of color and their rights in this country, and to do all we can to strengthen the democracy we have and make it better. We're born of leaders and their spirits carry on. They came with flags and guns, convinced of his election. Rage-filled and dangerous, ragtag insurrection. They moved with impunity, thinking they'd make history. He'd unveil blatantly on a day.
remember the day forever, forever and a day. Democracy survived and is here to stay. January 6, 2021, a day of infamy. A day domestic terrorists attack democracy. A day angry extremists incited by election lies stormed the Capitol with weapons and handcuffed ties. Remember the day forever, forever and a day. Democracy survived and is here to stay. Remember the day forever, forever and a day. May truth meet justice in America today. A day of shame and doubt A day America was turned inside out A day election fraud and white nationalist views Threatened the lives of politicians in the news Remember the day forever, forever and a day Democracy survived and is here to stay Remember the day forever, forever and a day May truth meet justice in America today. January 6, 2021, a dark day in history. A day free elections were anything but free The truth must be faced and cannot be denied Anarchy ensued from stolen election lies Remember the day forever, forever and a day Democracy survived and is here to stay Remember the day forever, forever and a day Justice in America today. Remember the day forever, forever and a day. May truth meet justice in America today. May truth meet justice in America today. All right, a little bluegrass on music for the new revolution. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> A little bluegrass protest music. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and uh, Love the, it. the songwriter of that, uh, Donald, was reminding me that that phrase, remember the day forever, was used in the opposite context mm -hmm. right around the time of that, that that was a, yeah. a right-wing thing that they mm -hmm. were saying, but uh, he, he wanted to twist it into <laughs> and it did. Uh, our it, perspective. <laughs> he twisted it lyrically and musically. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fun sometimes to just find find something you've never heard of before, mm -hmm. um, you know, out, mm -hmm. out there. So actually, that that made me think of a question I wanted to ask you, Rodney. Yes. And maybe I can answer it too. Is uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we we have these on you know major assassinations, JFK, Martin Luther mm -hmm. King, or nine eleven. You know, mm -hmm. do you remember where you were when you heard about what was happening on January sixth, two thousand? Yes, I, I I was where I usually am, which is in my studio working, and <laughs> or what I you was, were doing, uh, working on some 
something. <laughs> and I was sitting in the studio and I turned it on and I watched it for the whole day while I was working in the background. And, and I remember making phone calls. I believe I called you at some point. Uh, I think I, I, I remember calling people and not just looking for some camaraderie and some solace and some, you know, um, but uh, where were you? Do you remember where you were? Well, yeah, I also remember, and Jenny was helping me remember this too, that, that, uh, you remember how that day started? Mm. It was like a roller coaster because mm-hmm. we started out being ecstatic that uh, the mm-hmm. two seats, both seats in Georgia had right. gone blue. Right. And so, you know, there was this real high. Mm-hmm. And actually, somebody who sends me a lot of political commentary and humor on uh, through Facebook uh, wrote to me and said, how are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm great. Mm-hmm. And she was like, kind of surprised and 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 said well you know do you know what's happening in the capital and i was i had not been paying attention Uh so that was how i heard was from her and then i was then i went and looked and i was like oh my god so it was like one of those things where the temperature drops you Mm -hmm. know 50 degrees in one day (laughs) i felt my temperature drop you know right and also i think one of the things to keep to in mind was we didn't have all the footage that we see now like we only Mm -hmm. could see it from sort of this mass breaking into the place but and 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 people walking through it i remember watch looking at the people when they were once they got in and walking around they looked like they were lost <laughs> mm-hmm. and it almost seemed comical but um but it wasn't you know like and, yeah. and and all the stuff that was released later that we could actually see what was really going on was quite disturbing yeah but, very uh, very disturbing and mm-hmm. and uh you know, and some of those images of of the Congress people, including Republicans, mm-hmm. hiding and looking really terrified, mm-hmm. and that's part of what makes me so have such a, a difficult time getting my mind around some of these same people whose very lives felt threatened that day and have refused to hold the people who you know did it accountable, mm-hmm. including the people at the very top who were complicit. Mm-hmm. You know, I I. I get how people can be in denial for so much but when, at that point you would think that <laughs> some of those congress people uh on the right would would actually have you know uh, you know changed somewhat but i yeah anyway it's it's really <laughs> mind-boggling to me mm-hmm. um but you know um that kind of personal perspective is something I wanted to get into a song. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're actually going to hear one that I wrote that mm-hmm. I just recently made a demo of with Jenny. Uh-huh. Um, and I was looking for an, kind of an interesting perspective, an angle on that day. Um, so I decided to write it from the point of view of, of a new staffer mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in, in Congress uh-huh. uh, who's just sort of caught up in this, you know, not knowing that oh, it was wow. coming, and, and uh-huh. really, most of us didn't know it was coming. Right. We heard rumors of some kind of demonstration, but you know, I think most of us mm-hmm. honestly had no idea mm. uh, that that kind of thing was going to happen. Uh, right. So, and then uh, that's going to lead into another song, right? Marion Holiday, mm-hmm. and it's "Hate That Kind of Love." Yeah, and there's a very brand new, cool video for that song that I think she's. Uh, debuting on the 6th so right right today so we'll look for everyone look for that yeah first day on the job nervous and excited couldn't see the fuse about to be ignited husband home with the kids he's luckiest of men 
Will I survive to be back home? Will I see them again? Will I see them again? Home. Just want to go home. Glass shatters, shots are fired. I hear people screaming. The building has been breached. The angry mob is screaming. Lying on the floor, huddled beneath a desk. Will this be where I die? Where I take my last breath? Where I take my last breath? Oh, just want to go home. I can hear the mob pounding on the door. The terror shakes my body as I lie on the floor. Angry voices echo in these hollowed halls. Democracy hangs by a thread. Is this the day it falls? Is this the day it falls? Just want to go home. I am just a staffer. Do I have to die just because these fools have fallen for a lie? I can see a senator from where I'm hiding here, one who fired up the mob now cowering in fear. We're cowering in fear. Just want to go home. Is this my country, the land of the free? Are these true patriots, the ones who threaten me? I have to call my husband. I try not to cry. I do my best to be strong. But could this be goodbye? This could be goodbye. So fly your flags at half mast and bow your heads and pray. It was more than just my life that was almost lost today. Just want to go home. Happy New Year, David and Rodney. Thank you for your wonderful podcast and for including my newest release in your program. Um, it's dropping actually on January 6th. It's called Hate That Kind of Love. If you're like me, uh, the U.S. Capitol attack was an expression of the worst kind of love, frenzied and hysterical devotion to everything antithetical to the love that I, for one, believe in. This song was written a couple weeks after that horrible day and that assault on our democracy, and it reflects on that dichotomy. When love becomes so distorted, it actually becomes the opposite of love. Don't we all hate that kind of love? Mm -hmm. 
Powerful statement. I hate that kind of love, and nice. I want to go home. It reminds me of a song from uh, Neo Pseudo that was uh, hmm. "I hate the I hate the hate." I think was the name of the song. Ah, um, Neo Pseudo wasn't Beth in that band? Beth Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good friend of mine. She's back yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm especially friends with Kevin, who yes. was in that band. Kevin Zegan Huggins Lick or Kevin Slick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They were fun. Mm-hmm. They had some great songs. Yeah. Anyway, similar kind of a, an idea that mm-hmm. sounds like a contradiction in terms, but yeah. I think uh, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dave, on your song, what gave you the inspiration or the idea to um, come up with uh, writing about someone's first day on the job? 
Well, I just was, like I said, trying to look for a unique perspective and something that would make it feel kind of real and human. Um, and, you know, I thought that would be an interesting one and, and that that um, that sort of view of the events, uh-huh. you know, from from that kind of uh, vantage point, I thought yeah. would be would be an interesting, interesting. way to approach it. You know, it's really funny. As 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 I was listening to the song, I was about to ask you the question. Uh, so, why did you write it from a woman's perspective? And then I just realized, aha! I am not being completely open to uh, thinking outside of the box. Just because you said husband doesn't mean that it's necessarily a woman who was. Uh, yeah, I was actually though thinking from a woman's perspective, okay. and I did. I brought it to a songwriting circle, and there was that question about whether. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but, and, and I've thought maybe it would make more sense for Jenny to sing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. um, but you know, there's plenty of great songs, you know, Angel from Montgomery, whatever oh, yeah. men have, have sung their own songs that they've written from a woman's perspective. So uh-huh. I'm not putting mine up at that. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh-huh. so <laughs> hopefully that, it works. That was another creative choice that you made to t- do it, that, the, to sing it from a woman's perspective. Interesting. Yeah. It's just the weight of this conversation and weight of the songs is sort of, uh, it's just hitting me uh, in a particular way these days. It's, it's you know, just with all the stuff going on in the world, um, you know, I, I, it's just very heavy. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, quote, the quote a line from the 60s, <laughs> early 70s, um, the weight of this time just gets to me sometimes. Oh, yeah. I just, there's a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be a good song. Well, and I, I agree with you, and I am, that is one concern that I've had about this particular episode is it you know and there certainly are some things that are a little bit lighter and Mm. uh, you know more satire and stuff but in a way also i kind of feel like um i'm not feeling the satire about this it it was a serious thing it was a real threat to our Mm -hmm. whole system and satire can be a powerful tool in dealing with that but i also feel like it's okay for us to take this seriously Mm -hmm. and to feel the weight of it um, and, and I want to go back to something you said earlier, which is, you know, part of what can help us feel not too weighed down by that is mm-hmm. to feel the, the you know, comradeship of each other and, and the mm-hmm. support of each other in standing up to this hate yeah. and standing up to this violence. And, um, you know, so I think there is there is something to be said for that. And I, I've also often said that I feel that even art that's created that's very depressing, if it's well done, it lifts me up to a certain extent, oh, yeah. just the fact that somebody put that care and that creativity into expressing themselves mm-hmm. can feel heartening to me. Yes. Well, nothing does that like the blues. I mean, it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. how you can, in a blues song, you can sing the most depressing thing, and yet it can make you feel like getting up and dancing and celebrating life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting uh, thing that music can do it, it can yeah, deliver yeah. it can deliver the message and lift you up at the same time yeah and then there's the red white and blues um <laughs> yeah the red white <laughs> well it, just because the next couple songs uh that we're going to do are, are very much about kind of this idea of reclaiming patriotism and the flag and mm-hmm. stuff like that from the right you yeah. know and i think particularly when you see the events on January 6th and how people were literally using flags to hurt people like as spears, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to hurt the Capitol police 
And they were also bringing in things like Confederate flags and Nazi symbolism right alongside uh, the American flag. It, mm -hmm. it so clears the moral bankruptcy of their their movement and how their claims of patriotism are just totally yeah. empty. Um, mm -hmm. And so the next couple songs are really about people saying, you know, let's not let them hijack these symbols and have mm -hmm. them be entirely considered to be right wing things. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the first one of these? Songs, we got uh, Mary Lou Fulton is doing a song that is titled The Red, White and Blue. Yeah, and she has a really nice kind of scholastic rock kind of animated video that just came out mm -hmm. for this song. Uh, and then we're going to hear a duo uh, called Crow's Pasture do Take Back the Red, White, and Blue. And we'll hear each of them introduce their own songs. Hi, everybody. This is Mary Lou Fulton. I'm a folk singer based in Los Angeles, and I have a new song out called The Red, White, and Blue. I wrote this song because we need some new patriotic music that speaks to this time when white supremacists are marching on the Capitol and extremists are mobilizing to overturn elections when their candidates lose. I've had mixed feelings about patriotism given all the ways our nation has and continues to fall short of its promise. But I've decided that patriotism is not about perfection. It's about the hope of getting better, of striving for that more perfect union, and we have to keep trying. We can't give in to the liars and the haters. Our flag in this nation belongs to all of us. So let's start the new year with some righteous determination to speak up, vote, and defend democracy. When I was five years old, I led the rodeo parade. Proudly waved the flag as the marching band played. People stood and cheered. I thought it was for me. Till mama told me later. Disguised as loyalty, defend our nation. 
nation's promise. Defend democracy and hold on to our flag. From sea to shining sea. Hi, this is Andy and Monique from Crow's Pasture. The American flag has always been an important symbol. And as a kid growing up, I was very aware of how and when it was used. At times it seemed like people might try to use the flag one way or another to make a political statement or maybe a social statement. But there still seemed to be a consensus about the flag representing some of the better things that the country stands for. These days, we found it frustrating to feel that displaying the flag is seen as making some sort of a right-wing political statement. There's been an attempt to appropriate the flag to stand for things that are actually, in our view, opposite to the things that the flag should stand for, a place that can be a sanctuary for people seeking a better life, where everyone has a fair shot and we take care of the people who need taken care of. First day of school, I was scared I was shy, but I listened when told what to do, to talk, raise your hand, and always you stand, stand for the red, white, and blue, the long Sad words were whispered and few. A soldier's salute as the casket rolled by.
first I saw the anger Then I saw the fear Our flag was being used as a spear Over busing in Boston And children Slogans and hate on the Capitol grounds, doors and windows broke down. I pray that it isn't too late. All through the land, wherever you stand, stand for. definitely great harmony and i also think that would make a cool punk song too if you sped it up and made it loud <laughs> a little angry you yeah know, sing it with a british accent i don't know <laughs> <laughs> take back. it doesn't have to be british yeah. right it could be x you know that's right, yeah, right. take back <laughs> oh the same harm yeah that's right yeah. bluegrass <laughs> harmonies work if it's x but yeah. uh well you know i i have to admit that it's i've ha- struggled with this thing about you know patriotism and the red white and blue and the flag and stuff most of my life i've been pretty uncomfortable with it even you know as a kid Mm -hmm. it started to get really really uncomfortable the more i learned about all of the problems with our country Mm -hmm. and uh so you know it's not just recently with trumpism and stuff that that i've i've struggled with it and i think these are both sensitive takes on it you know that that they're they're talking about a more perfect union they're 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 admitting the faults They're, they're 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 talking about all that stuff but and how it gets misused, uh, but but to take it back, you know. But I, I still find it a, a little bit of a struggle. But these, I thought these songs were really powerful, and I admit when I watched Mary Lou Fulton's video that I got a little teary. I got choked up a little bit from it, and um, it, it's um, it's an interesting place to be in. But you know, I well, guess yeah. Well, as a person of color, I've always had a difficult relationship with right. uh, this country. At the same time, I have I come from a family who served. And the military, and I have given my life. I, I I decided to do a lot of public service, and 
I think that, um, and it's very complicated history that it sometimes is very hard to make sense of. I mean, one of my favorite, Two of my favorite people are Jefferson and, and Franklin. Wait, me not in that order. Let's reverse that. Franklin and Jefferson, <laughs> and both both had slaves. Both were not perfect men, and but had lots of flaws. I think on some level, maybe Jefferson would have been on the spectrum, or <laughs> or, or maybe had some form of mental illness undiagnosed. I'm not sure, but some of the things I've read about him, he seems pretty pretty crazy. But the idea of you know, coming out of the age of enlightenment and creating a system of government that could grow is so amazing. That could grow and change over time. That could right wrongs that a previous generation um, had thought were okay or actually embraced. It's a pretty proud. There's no other system that exists on the planet that is like this or has existed. And, um, I think I mentioned this before, and it's really corny, but <laughs> I was watching some TV show, uh, and it was, you know, the spy crime thing, and they, they, they were looking at uh, all the people on the American side were so diverse. It was such a diverse group of people who were all fighting for the same thing. There was an Asian person, a black person, you know, white people of different, uh, coming from different parts of Europe and Eastern Europe. But they all were under one flag. And again, I don't think that's happened ever on the planet before in the way it happens now. I mean, of course, like Rome hired people to fight for him and other countries have done that throughout history or they've enslaved people and forced them to fight for them. But when has there been a time when, you know, all the, the a country that has basically all the peoples of the world all unite under one flag? It's so... Or one idea. Let's let's not even mm-hmm. go to the flag because again, it, it feels so uncomfortable because it gets to be jingoistic and it can get to be, um, yeah. What's the right? Well, I'm not sure the right. Well, it leads to an insurrection. <laughs> it can <laughs> right, right. lead to an insurrection that we had where some people get so far be- uh, behind it that they lose sight of that. That and this is something I often say: the government is us. There's no the, the, this idea that there's some separation or distance or um that somehow there's the other it's just people who are americans doing a job and yeah it can turn into a bureaucracy it can turn into a big behemoth but that's because we're doing that and Mm -hmm. you know we're we're we are who we are who we're fighting and that just seems we have met the enemy and he he is us he is us (laughs) yeah so Anyway, I could go on yeah. and on about that. But, yeah, it, 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 it's challenging. At the same time, you know, I was such a fan of uh, of civics and how the government's supposed to work and that we, we have the ability to, you know, change and grow. Mm-hmm. And that growth is not easy or it's not without pain. And part of me feels like this period we're going through is part of our growth. I mean, it's— Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, there's no way of knowing till we get to the other side and right it's like a uh, test yeah. <laughs> and, and and whether or not we pass it's gonna make all the difference you oh. know but but I, I i know what you mean and you know it's interesting when you're talking about that idea of diverse peoples under one ideal or mm-hmm. under one flag mm-hmm. you know and i was thinking about how i think that's part of what makes 
us sometimes get so disillusioned, mm-hmm. you know, because we do have these high ideals. And when there's people who are trying to, you know, stir up hate and division and and use those divisions and say some people are real Americans and other people mm-hmm. don't belong, it flies in the face so directly of our stated ideals that I think there's this real uh, cognitive dissonance and disillusionment that goes on around that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of that really came to a head around uh, January 6th because, you know, we had a president who was stirring up the people who are white supremacists, the people who are neo-Nazis. You know, actually, the the next song we're going to hear from Stuart Stotts uh, is a kind of an answer to how Trump said to people like the Proud Boys, you know, stand by and stand back. And and so Stuart's song is Don't Stand Back. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that... After that, we are going to hear from uh, Roger Street Friedman with The Big Truth. James Taylor says that songwriters write the same few number and kind of songs over and over again. This is one of those kinds of songs for me, just a rallying cry, not trying to be clever or funny, but just to make it plain that we need to demonstrate resistance to get into the street, that there are lies being told. Trump was really good at invoking racism through coded speech, and art can be a way to speak directly back to that, to simply say, we will resist even in the face of guns, the threat of violence, and the presence of lies. Don't stand back and don't stand by. When Confederate flags flutter and fly, I won't stand back and I won't stand by. Or the proud boys get a rallying cry, I won't stand back and I won't stand by. In the face of hate, the face of a lie, I won't stand back, I won't stand by. I won't watch our freedoms die, I won't stand back and I won't stand by. Time is now, time is short. Democracy's not a spectator sport. Ask me and I'll reply. I won't stand back and I won't stand by. There's a sickness we can't deny. Don't stand back. Don't stand by. You might be scared, but don't be shy. Don't stand back and don't stand by. Time is short. Time is now. They get away with what we allow. There's only do. There is no try. Don't stand back and don't stand by. of hate, the face of a lie, don't stand back, don't stand by, toe to toe and eye to eye, don't stand back, don't stand by, don't stand back, and I won't stand by, well I won't stand back, and I won't stand by. 
Well, I won't stand back And I won't stand by This is Roger Street Friedman with a few bits about my song, Big Truth. Thanks to David and Rodney and the Music for the New Revolution podcast for having me. The tune was inspired by the fact that our fellow citizens are being intentionally misled every day by an extreme right-wing misinformation system. The big lie that the election was stolen, which led to the insurrection, has been amplified and spread by social media outlets and even foreign governments to create instability in our country. We need to seek the truth by getting our information from legitimate sources and educating ourselves on how to spot and call out misinformation wherever and whenever it appears. Big Truth calls the lies a virus and asks us to see beyond them and to seek the truth as a cure for the disease. Thanks again, guys.
Roger Street Freeman laying some truth on us. Some big truth. Yes, big truth by Roger. That's pretty cool. I like. I, I, I think I'm liking the upbeat ones a little more, just maybe because of my mood. <laughs> uh, yeah. a, a little rally and cry and throw your hand, put your fist up in the air. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I think that one of the things about that point that he's making that I particularly appreciate about this issue is that we need to remember that what started this awful these awful events on January 6th was a big lie that Trump and others were telling about the election. They were trying to spread this lie that there was voter fraud, that he was re- he really won and Biden lost. And unfortunately, a lot of people believed this big lie and some people were angry enough about it to get violent, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I think this is particularly important is I don't think that the idea of the people rising up against something they see as wrong is something we need to generally, uh, you know, say is 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 the the wrong way to go. Using violence, I'll agree, should not be the way to go. But I kind of wish more people had risen up when we had actual stolen elections in 2000 and 2016, and probably some other times that I could mention too. But you know, those are a particular couple of years when it clearly was not a fair election when when clearly the general public voted one way and the Electoral College shifted it the other way. And, you know, again, I'm not saying we should have been violent, but I think we should have been forceful. I think we should have been out in the streets in huge numbers and said, we will not accept this. So I don't want the message of January 6th to be people shouldn't rise up, but they need to rise up for the truth, not for a lie. Well, I guess the, <laughs> so, the, but the, the, the question becomes whose truth and I know, and and, and also the question, uh, I I I would also, I don't know. I I I I obviously I agree with you about the the need to fight back against uh, oppression and uh, things that are incorrect. Um, but I I kind of feel like this this has been just brewing for a long time though. I think uh, part of me think, feels that Trump is just an opportunist who comes up with things and. That sure. people were there was a group of people that are were set to they not believe the big lie they already believed it they, they like he was just echoing you know because as they see their um, the world change and things that they believed in uh, disappear or fade away there is a sense that the 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 way of making sense of that is to go well someone stole it someone's cha- it just can't be changing on its own when that is what life is it's constant change it's constant movement it is there is once something becomes stationary it dies and so um so i i think you know there's a deeper uh uh truth <laughs> <laughs> And in in just how we think about what is, um, you know, that nothing we see today is 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 forever unless we keep it going. You know, like mm-hmm. so the idea of of a democracy requires everybody to take part in making sure that that stays going. And I think, you know, part of what happened, uh, it's so complicated all this stuff. But I think part of what happened in in two thousand was uh, Gore recognized that if democracy was going to continue, he needed to not have this fight because it would lead to a constitutional crisis. And, and so he, he decided to step back, I guess. I mean, that's, that's one explanation for what happened. 
who knows? There's so many other reasons why it could have happened, but um, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I go back to the, the, the founding, the, the, the writers of the Constitution, how complex and complicated they saw this. And I think there's a way, not saying you're doing this at all, David, but I'm thinking there's a way in which um, I think the, particularly the insurrectionists want simple answers to complex questions or mm-hmm. complex issues. You know, a very simple answer is, well, let's get rid of all you people and everything will be fine. Well, yeah, sure. I guarantee you once we're gone, you'll fight with each other. Right, right. <laughs> you'll find something to fight about. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. You know, there's and back to one thing that you said, which is that, you know, we can't entirely blame Trump for this, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that you know, he put fuel on a on a you know fire that was already there yeah. but on the other hand the mm-hmm. fact that this happened with him i think is uh does show that 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 fuel was necessary for it to erupt in this particular mm-hmm. way so i think it's both things yeah. it, it, he didn't start the fire but he definitely <laughs> fueled the fire uh-huh. um and uh so it's a combination it's mm-hmm. a, you know a, 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 yeah. I think it's wrong for us to say that it's all because of Trump. I think mm-hmm. it's also wrong to say that it would have necessarily happened without him because uh-huh. I do think he was a, a particular catalyst for yeah. uh, mobilizing a lot of these feelings that you are, of course, right, were there. Yeah. Um, but they never had quite the the uh, encouragement from the top office that Trump gave yeah. them. I mean, they, they did have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people often forget how much Reagan spurred on mm-hmm. fascist uh, uh, groups and how much they felt emboldened. But mm-hmm. this was a new level of that, yeah. of, of openness about yeah. it. Yeah. The, between the Internet and having a celebrity spokesperson uh, who was also president, it it, it did organize, the, you know, in a way that it has not been organized before. Or at least for a very long time. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. But I think those sentiments have been there. And I, I wonder if there's ever a way to get rid of them because they're so what I think in some ways, unfortunately, they're so baked into who who America is. It's just part. I mean, you know, when you think about how the Constitution is written, that it was only supposed to be for well-educated, enlightened uh, white men who were supposed to run everything. And that uh, changed. But um that that history is still present that there's this way in which certain groups think that it was only for them and right um and yet there were so many other people even then who were part of making what happened happened and uh and 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 that the the fight and the struggle is not to dehumanize any of them and i think because once we dehumanize any group it makes it easy to make them the enemy and 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 hurt them in ways that are not in line with how we treat humans. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, again, getting on. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's do uh, uh, three songs in a row next, yeah. and these are relatively short songs. And uh, so, up next is Ellie Winninger with January sixth. And we're going to have three songs with a very similar titles. <laughs> At least these are the working titles. Uh, then uh, my friend Nancy Silver wrote around. Uh, which she's calling January 6th round. And Jenny and I actually sang a couple parts on this, full disclosure. Mm -hmm. And this uses a line from Jesse Helms that she'll mention in her introduction. Mm -hmm. And Mike Stern has a song called Can't Happen Here, January 6th. 
Hi, this is Ellie Winninger from Woodstock, New York. I can hardly believe it's been a year since the shocking events of January 6, 2021. The effects of these events are still present and evolving as facts about this day come to light. The fate of democracy itself hangs in the balance of the current investigation. This is why I wrote the song January 6th and took the trouble to produce it during the height of the COVID pandemic. This song is my attempt to inspire people to be vigilant in recognizing and opposing lies, alternative truths, and hate-based actions of any kind. snowball down a hill picking up dirt picking up speed keeps on rolling until some people start to believe it just cause they wish it were true with alternate facts they make their attacks and their plans and the shit hits the fan If you hear somebody echoing lies 
seen how it can And before you know That life's gonna grow And that's when The shit hits a fan The shit hits the fan My name is Nancy Silber. I live on Long Island, just outside of New York City, and I wrote a four-part round called January 6th. The second line of the round is based on a quote by the late, very conservative Jesse Helms, who said, democracy used to be a good thing, but it has now got into the wrong hands. And the mob that attacked the Capitol was doing the same thing, trying to overturn an election because they didn't like the result, which is, of course, very dangerous for our democracy. The coup attempt in January made this demand. Democracy's a good thing unless in the wrong hands. No, no, no. The people spoke and Joe won the vote. Count stands. The coup attempt in January made this demand. The mob attempt in January made this demand. The mob receives a good thing unless in the wrong hands. The mob attempt in January made this demand. The people spoke and Joe won the vote. Count stands. Thanks so much for having me on. As you know, I've written a lot of songs for peace and nonviolent struggles for social and environmental justice, including quite a few historical ballads, such as my songs about Chief Joseph. Japanese American incarceration, the Holocaust, Hiroshima, and others that are set in the context of history. I found events like these to be a rich source for songs because when you get right down to it, history so often speaks for itself. This new song is about the January 6th insurrection last year, and it's not an easy one to listen to or for me to even sing it. But I think the essence of recalling this particular moment in history is how so many of us thought it can't happen here until it did.
It happened just after the 2020 election. The lame duck incited a mob insurrection. We thought it can't happen here until it did. They marched from the ellipse to the Capitol building, ransacked and shattered glass flagpoles a wielding. We thought it can't happen here until it did assaulted police attacked congress i dare say with fire extinguishers, nooses, and bear spray. We thought it can't happen here until it did. Battered the Capitol, not a bit hesitant. Threatened the Speaker and even Vice President. We thought it can't happen here until it did. Democracy faces its deepest and darkest hour When tyrants refuse peaceful transfer of power We thought it can't happen here until it did If you think it's a one-off and won't again happen You might think again, but don't find yourself napping it can happen here, you know it did. Yes, it can happen here, it really did. All right, so three more interesting and good songs related to that date that will live in infamy yes it can't happen here and yet it did mm -hmm. that's that's kind of how it felt that day mm -hmm. yeah like, wow well david we've come to an end of another episode of <laughs> music for the new revolution and uh I, I have a feeling that there are probably more songs out there that we could tap into on this subject. So uh, maybe we'll we'll do a uh, a sequel to this one mm -hmm. or a part two. Yeah, we did we did get a few songs actually even before today that we didn't have time to fit yeah. in. It's already going to be a pretty long episode. Yeah, but uh -huh. uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought maybe it'd be nice to finish with a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for the future. So uh, our final song is going to be from George Mann, a song called Let the Healing Begin. And uh, may it be. Yes, may it be. And peace to all of you out there. Yes. Hello, this is George Mann from Ithaca, New York. And my song, Let the Healing Begin, is the first song on my new CD, A World Like This. And one of the first songs I wrote and recorded for the new album. It was March of last year when this song came out, 
and I was thinking about the horrible insurrection and the incredible and indelible stain it left not just on our nation, but on Trump's presidency. Though I also wanted to write a song for those of us going through COVID, the loss and all the disappointment of the first year of COVID, and then to have all this on top of it, I felt we needed a song about healing. And I just hope we can let the healing begin. I've been sitting here for far too long, staring out at emptiness, thinking about everything that's gone. And I keep coming back to things they never told us then. We would see that hate rise once again Now we're standing here in the near rooms of Armageddon Oh, let the healing begin So sing this for the grieving mother Lovers have lost their best friends The endless line of people dying And the workers for whom it never ends And I keep coming back to things they never told us then some of us won't make it to the end Now we're standing here in the near rooms of Armageddon Oh, let the healing begin Oh, let the healing begin Listening to Music for the New Revolution. I'm Rodney Wittenberg. I'm David Heitler Clevens. Music for the New Revolution is recorded at Melody Vision Recording Studios and produced, written, and edited by David Heitler Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. And special thanks to our interns from Oberlin College, Valerie Kellner and Julian Worth. You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR. Like us on Facebook and follow our Spotify playlist. And our podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can also be a patron, a supporter of our podcast on Patreon. This is Music, Music for, for the, the New Revolution. revolution.
receipts and bank accounts in Bahamas. Wall Street crime will never send you to the slammer. Tell all the children in the arms of the mamas. The FBI.